Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, a show that teaches you about living your best life. So when you do a radio show, you're always thinking what would be an interesting topic for your listeners. And today uh, we are going to be talking about three very, very common challenges that show up in psychology offices all the time with clients, with couples. Um, family dynamics over and over again. I see them in my office. And so we figured we'd give you an overview of these dangers and see if they've come into your life and see if you can get out of them. So I'll give you the psychobabble terms for them first, which is codependency, enmeshment, and collusion. Very, very uh, psychobabble words, meaning they don't have to be and they probably are not a part of your day-to-day uh, language. But if you've ever listened to a romantic love song, I know I did growing up, and it would say things like, I can't live if living is without you. Uh, I remember one of my favorite songs. I used to work uh, karaoke night in a bar, and there was a song, I don't remember the name of it, but the the guy said in in the song that he would give back or he would lose 10 years of his life if he could just have her back again. And I am totally a romantic girl, so I grew up with these, and I really felt that's what love is, to feel like you're nothing without the other person. Like the movie says, you complete me. Little did I know that that way of thinking is in the field of psychology and in the field of good health, That stuff is highly, highly toxic and dangerous and dysfunctional. I'll explain to you why. Before I get into it, if you'd like to join the conversation, and I always hope you will, call us at 1-866-472-5792 if you have any questions at all on this topic. Perhaps you're in a relationship that you feel, I can't live if living is without you. And we can talk about why that could be quite dangerous. Um, if you're not comfortable on the phone and you prefer to text, you can send a text to 1-514-796-4357. And you can also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. So I hope you'll join us in this topic. I'll start off the show, but of, as usual, I do have a special guest, and she's one that you guys know well. She's on the show often, which is one of the therapists from my clinic, Georgia Dow, and um, she'll be joining me in explaining why these things are so dangerous. So let's talk about first this idea of enmeshment, which is you complete me, I am nothing without you, um, and as a romantic fantasy that we grow up, especially women, we grow up believing that this is really a good thing. Um, The problem is that When two people fuse together to become one, which is what the romantic story talks about, in fact, it's a little bit like two trees, if you will, fusing to each other. So if if you can picture two trees right now fusing together, 
Um, and you imagine it with the roots and the vitamins going into the tree, what's actually happening is one tree is pulling vitamins out of the other tree. And that means that if one tree gets sick, they're both going to get sick. And that may sound romantic, but that's actually very toxic. So we don't, we, we, we've been led to believe that it's like we go into a relationship 50-50, all that. But really, we want to go into our relationships 100%, 100%. So two solid trees. This is very Jungian. Um, say very famous psychologist would talk about the trees. I talk about them often. Two solid oak trees and our leaves touch together and we join in this wonderful thing called love but our trees also separate meaning we fall in love there's a you there's a me and there's an us so how many of you listening feel that way in your relationships and perhaps you haven't been socialized again the movies have told us you complete me meaning I'm broken in some way I'm not quite there maybe you were taught, like I was, that marriage and love relationships is sort of you're not complete until you fall in love. Now, the problem is, you know, and you might be going, well, what, where, you know, I like this way of thinking. What's the problem? The problem is when you fall in love, at first it goes very well because it's very, very romantic stuff to be fused with someone else. But we know in romantic love that there's about a two-year shelf life um, where dopamine is flowing in your brain. They call it the crack cocaine of the brain where you're just like madly in love and everything they do you love about that person. But unfortunately, we also know that that is a time-limited system. And after two years, if you're lucky, you start to, instead of saying, oh my God, he un- he finishes all my sentences because he understands me so well, you might be more likely to say, I don't know why he keeps interrupting me. Um, so you start to get on each other's nerves and that's okay. That's normal. Nothing wrong with that if you're in that stage, but what starts to happen is what they call the second stage of love, which can be a power struggle stage. And the reason that happens is because you are not the same person. So there is a you, a me and an us, but in those first two years, we're really on that us. And our individuality gets lost, which is fine, but it does come back. And people want to, you know, watch the football game or go Zumba dancing or whatever it may be that may not be in sync with the us. And if you have a fused relationship and a meshed relationship, the trees are fused together, you're going to see one person really being very reactive when that happens and not being very happy. So what we're going to work with on a meshment is the concept that, um, Falling in love is great, and we love love. I'm in love myself. I'm, I'm married to a wonderful man, and I love him. Um, but fusion is not great, meaning I have to be solid in myself um, so I can bring 100% to the relationship and not need him to feed me. Now, I'll be honest. I grew up on these love songs. I already told you I love romantic songs and I really, really fell hard into romantic fantasy, which is what I later talked about when I wrote about this problem because it was such a big problem in my life and so many other women's and and men's for that reason, um, that when things started to not go so well, I completely fell. And I think that happens to a lot of people. I know that happens to a lot of people because that's what I see in my office. Um, that 
when there's a relationship that's fused together, if it starts to not go well, you're not well. And what I really, on Straight Talk with Sandra Rich, what I really want to get across to people is that you want to be well, solid, on your own, and then bring in the bonus of sharing a life with someone and the bonus of a romantic relationship as opposed to I'm only okay if I meet someone. Because it's another thing I hear in my office a lot, you know, like um, I'll be okay if I meet someone. And not that I don't think it's wonderful and great to meet someone. I think we are social creatures. We're meant to, uh, we do well connecting with others um, and coupling tends to go quite well. I like it. But if it is your vitamins, like the two trees, it will fuel you and then it can not literally, but maybe figuratively kill you. So that's a meshment. Now, before I even consider another topic, I'm going to go a little further on a meshment and tell you that you can be meshed with um, a romantic person, but you can also be meshed with your child very easily. Many parents do this, and I want to bring that up as well. So perhaps you grew up in a family where somebody was not doing well, and a parent became very worried about that person not doing well and started to fuse with the child. So we're really doing psychological challenges today, and this is very deep psychological stuff, but I know you guys, my viewers write such great stuff to me, and I know you guys are, you've come on the journey with me, and I so appreciate that, that you'll understand the dangers of that happening, and why would a parent ever fuse with a child? And what happens if a parent fuses with a child? And what happens if a parent fuses with another parent and there's children? These are very big questions. So infusion with your child, the problem is, again, children and teenagers and young adults learn from errors. And they learn from experimentation and sort of like spreading their wings. But if you're fused with your child, you're going to try to control what's going on. And everything that happens to them is going to feel like it's happening to you. And so it's a really rocky road, not to mention that the child will not feel that they will ever feel secure without your advice and your guidance. So it's an interesting thing being a parent. You start off, they're completely dependent on you. And there is a fusion. There's incredible fusion. It's, it's an incredible thing with a baby and a mother, a baby and a father. And part of our job as parents is to slowly but surely, you know, very gently and very, very slowly, is to break the fusion. Because ultimately, our goal as parents is to raise resilient, independent people. And I know we all start out that way, but sometimes that fusion can throw us off. So it can happen with a parent to a child. And just think about it. It can happen very much with, um, what? well, let me just put it this way. What would happen if two adults uh, romantically in love are fused with each other and meshed? So they're gazing at each other's eyes in the moonlight. And there's two kids trying to get their attention, who need stuff, but the parents are so madly in love, they're not even noticing the kids. I'm guessing you can see the danger there. That's a big, big danger. So um, we're going to take a break, but I want you to think about this concept of 100% to 100% of a you, me, and an us in terms of romantic relationships 
And in terms of family dynamics, being in love and being a parent, how do you make that work? And can it work with fusion? I submit to you, it cannot. Because if you're fused, it takes over everything about you. Very, very difficult to be able to put those different hats on. And we do need to put different hats on because being a parent and being in love are two very, very different things. Um, so think about that, and we'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Rich, and we are going to continue to talk about fusion and meshment, and we're going to talk about very important topic of caretaking, codependency, and, of course, huge topic, collusion, and by then, hopefully, um, my colleague, Georgia Dow, will be in the house to give some perspectives on what shows up in her office. She works a lot with anxiety, and believe me, anxiety is very linked to all these topics. We'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Rich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. 
so we are back on the very important topic of uh, danger ahead, the common challenges in psychology and psychotherapy. We are talking about enmeshment, getting fused with somebody. You complete me. I can't live if living is without you. The stuff romantic movies is made of and the stuff that ends up getting people into a lot of trouble and ending up in my office. Um, okay, so... Talked a little bit about enmeshment. We talked a little bit about how it can affect family dynamics. Um, in this segment, uh, my colleague Georgia Dell will jump in and give some thoughts also on how this relates to anxiety and depression because it really does. So you imagine that if somebody completes you or if you're completing somebody, then there's not a lot of uh, roots and strength or a sense of resiliency, a very important word in psychology, um, a sense that you can cope with life's difficulty. So let me just say a bit about resiliency. So I often say this, so you may, if you follow this show, you may have heard it before, that if there's one gift you can give your children, it's not happiness, it's resiliency. Now, why do I say that? I'll tell you why. Happiness can come and go. But resiliency is a skill to be able to handle difficult situations. It's a very important skill uh, because life does have its challenges. So we really want to arm our children and we want to arm ourselves with resiliency. And it's very difficult to have resiliency if somebody is fused with you. So definitely something to think about. Before I go any further, I also want to thank our sponsor, uh, Spa Maneri. I like to mention them, uh, first of all, to thank them, but also if you are in the Montreal area and you give them a call at 695-5040 and you mention this show, Straight Talk with Sandrish, you will get 15% off on any service they have there. That's kind of nice. Actually, that's very nice. So enmeshment, fusing, being completed by someone. I can't live with if living was without you. We want to really avoid that. It feels really good at first. It turns very bad. Again, the vitamins are being fused between the two people instead of bringing solid citizens and solid strength to both parties, which is what a romantic relationship needs, what a family needs. What about this word codependency, which often is a synonym for caretaking? And this one is constantly comes up in my talks, in my book, in my um, discussions. Everywhere I go, people say, well, they get a little uptight when I bring this up. They go, well, what's wrong with caretaking? It's a beautiful thing to take care of others. It sounds great. It sounds great. I am a professional caretaker. Uh, But there's a lot more to caretaking than what meets the eye. So let's start with the fact that Uh, if you are a caretaker, and if you're a woman, you probably are a caretaker, meaning you take care of other people. Um, They've researched this enormously, the caretaking personality type. And uh, the question that they've arrived at, which is a very important one, so please take this in right now, is what is the secret wish of a caretaker? And... I'm going to give a little pause here for you to think about it. What's the secret wish of a caretaker? So the secret wish of a caretaker is to be taken care of. Do we see there's a problem here? So there is a huge problem. So people become caretakers because they secretly would like to be taken care of, which makes sense. You give to others what you'd like to receive. We all know those adages. The problem is that the more you take care of others, 
the less likely they're going to take care of you because you're busy taking care of them. So there's many levels of problems. So before anyone panics, if you are a professional caretaker and that is your job, you are doing nothing wrong. I am a therapist. I am a professional caretaker. Nurses, professional caretakers, teachers, professional caretakers, no problem. Uh, It's a professional job. It is a paid-for job. And it's important to note that because there's an exchange going on. You take care of someone and there's an exchange. They pay Uh, or your job pays or whatever. But the problem is when we start to do it in our personal life, we take care of others, we take care of others, we take care of others. Unfortunately, it draws a lot of needy people into our lives. And although it feels really good to take care of people, I'm going to burst that bubble a little bit by saying that part of the payoff of caretaking is one, you don't look at your own life and your own issues. And two, caretaking and codependency in psychology, we we use it as a synonym for control. So we're also controlling people when we're caretaking people. So again, very uh, provocative stuff. I do realize that Um, it goes with the enmeshment discussion as well, because as long as we're taking care of others, um, we start to get people, we start to sort of feel good about ourselves because we're taking care of others. We're very nice people. We're taking care of others. Um, We're feeding possible enabling Um, those of you listening who have fallen into caretaking probably can relate to this. When you take care of others, people start to get quite used to that and sort of may even expect you to take care of them. And when you stop doing it, or if you take some time for yourself, they may even get angry at you. And you're like, how could someone get angry at me when I was doing such a nice deed? Because, this is where the expression no good deed goes unpunished is that actually the relationship has started to become dysfunctional because relationships, and this is a very important part of this segment. And I, I believe Georgia's just arrived. and It's going to be a great place for her to jump in is that a very big part of a relationship is an exchange. Okay. It, you know, we're not talking about mothers and or parents and children. We're talking about adults And in an adult relationship, there has to be, for its relationship to stay healthy and functional, there has to be a give and take. And I know sometimes that's not very popular to think about things like that, but that's actually true. And I really, the timing couldn't be better because as I said, Georgia will be here any minute. And Georgia, you just walked into hearing an adult. Welcome back to the show, first of all. Happy you're here. Thank you. You were busy with clients. That's why you were not with us. Okay. I had to do a lot of talking myself. I was getting very bored with my voice. George is here. Don't worry. Um, I'm saying it half to myself. But, you know, I said I'm going to tie you into these topics and how they even relate to anxiety. So right now we're on the fact that in an adult-to-adult relationship, there needs to be a give and take. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Why do you say, like, why am I saying that? What's wrong with me? (laughs) Nothing, nothing is wrong with you. It's, it's really important. What happens is if one person is always taking and one person is always giving, in the end, your pockets are going to be empty. You're going to feel resentment, and if not, you might even feel passive-aggressive. And you may think that it's okay, but after a while of doing that, it no longer becomes okay. You're asking yourself, what am I getting back from this? And it becomes really difficult if you have someone that's a caretaker. And We're so, talking about caretaking right now. Right. So what they get their kick from is helping others. And yes. that makes them feel good. Yes. But that's an extrinsic relationship. You're feeling good because you've done something that is outside of yourself. And that means that you're not going to hold on to that self-esteem right. and feeling of good. Right. That means you have to do it again. And again. And again. And, again. and you'll, when you stop, 
you stop feeling good. And then that becomes your role. That becomes who you are as a person. And then we also have a drug addiction. It's very much like a drug addiction. Very well said. Yeah. No, I I love what you said. It's like more and more and more. You need more and more of the drug. It's like Mm -hmm. accomplishment perfectionism. It's like I always say, you know, to people who are into accomplishments and type A personalities like myself and yourself are into accomplishments, Mm -hmm. but you're only as good as your last accomplishment. Yes. So you're only as good as your last caretaking act. Again, I love the extrinsic Motivation is problematic as opposed to intrinsic. And today's show is about psychological challenges. So you're right in there with us. I know that the listeners are, you know, they've been following this show for a while. They know this stuff. So they're with us. We've talked a little bit about um, enmeshment. And now I've started talking about caretaking. Enmeshment and caretaking are linked with anxiety, aren't they? Yes, they are. How they so, are. Miss Anxiety Experts? Oh, well, let's, let's talk about that enmeshed thing. And I deal with a lot of... And you I bet do, you dealt with that today. We deal with a lot of enmeshed relationships. Relationships where um, one person cannot exist with someone else. Right. And one person Isn't feels, that romantic? It seems romantic. <laughs> it does. It really does seem romantic on the surface. But in the end, it's actually more manipulative and um, nefarious. Because what happens is one person gets off of being needed because they feel like they have to be needed. And the other person doesn't feel like they can exist without the other. And so it's two weaknesses that are binding together that no one is ever going to heal from. Because how do you learn that you can exist just with you? And how do you learn that you can be okay if even if someone doesn't need you, if you keep this relationship? So it's almost like you're, one person is the bottle of wine and the other person's drinking it and you're both not going to be able to get out of it as long as you both stay enmeshed. Beautifully said and so important. It's funny, I was talking about the trees and fusing the tree, together yes, famous the trees tree, yes. and how dangerous enmeshment is. Mm-hmm. And I, you, you, I couldn't have rehearsed it better with you because we talked. I was talking about the fact that I grew up on songs like I Can't Live If Living Is Without You and it seemed very romantic to me. And I really believed that that was the way love affairs were supposed to work and at first it really feels pretty good to be like you complete me it's a good thing it does it does feel good that dopamine and that high and that need and that that envelopment of someone else and you can just fall down and not have to take care of yourself and they're going to be there to always scoop you back up but eventually that can become tired and it can become something that very quickly becomes unhealthy without either of you really realizing it yeah, and it can destroy. Up on it can destroy relationships, and even familial relationships can become very bitter and very angry if we don't heal this need and enmeshment. Well said. So we're going to take a break. And what I'd really love to talk about with you, because you work with a lot with children, and I'm getting a lot of calls these days about children, like at this time of year, nonstop. Mm-hmm. And I talked a little bit about how parents can enmesh with a child, yeah, and how dangerous that can be. And how that can creep up on you. Or sometimes when parents are so in love, they're so enmeshed that the kids don't even exist. So I'd love to hear your perspectives. Um, So stay tuned. We'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Rich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So I'm here talking on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich with top psychotherapist, Georgia Dow friend, colleague, someone I respect enormously, and I'm so glad she's here. Not only do I get tired of hearing my own voice, but also I think that your work, uh, we both do a lot of work with couples. Um, we both do a lot of work with families. Enmeshment, I want to do this show. I'm looking for always for topics. I want to talk about enmeshment, caretaking, and collusion. Pretty, not, not mainstream conversation on the radio usually, but I think people need to understand these terms, not to start talking psychobabble, but to understand these dangers. I think the show is called um, Danger Ahead, because I think these are really dangerous things. And I'm really curious to pick your brain, Georgia. Um, as I said, first of all, how it affects kids. I want to mm-hmm. talk about enmeshment, if you're enmeshing with your kid or if you're enmeshing with your partner and neglecting the kid. So let's start with that. What happens if I'm enmeshing with my child? My child is in trouble. They have anxiety. Um, they're having difficulty. And so I stop really focusing on my marriage or my work I'm, because that's my child's, Georgia. Yeah. I don't see a problem. And, of course, I'm playing. <laughs> 
Yes. It's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. It's one of these ones, though, that that get away with not looking like a problem. It comes off as, I love them. I'm caring for them. And it's funny because it just happened, like, I think twice today, actually. I was talking about about that type of a thing where it, it causes a problem out of too much love. Like you're doing it from a good place often. You don't, you're not thinking that you're harming your child or not giving them the tools that they need. You really are coming from a place of they need me. I can't see them suffer. So let me be there and fix this for them. But the problem with if you are enmeshing with your child and they have, say, anxiety, is that they end up becoming dependent upon you which causes them to then not be able to be dependent upon themselves, which makes them need you, which makes then their anxiety become worse because you are their soothing technique and they are not their own soothing technique. Say that again. (laughs) Say it. That you are their soothing technique and then they don't know how to self-soothe themselves. That's good, that's good. And their self-esteem starts to drop. And then they learn that the world, they feel that the world is a more dangerous place because they can't cope in it. And you, it seems really loving until you can look at what are you doing for them is that they are becoming dependent upon you to feel safe in the world. And at a young age, our, we do need to yes. create this I for our children. But then we need to teach them how to cope in the world. Our job is not to protect them from everything, but is to prepare them for the world so that they feel safe and that they know they can depend on themselves. And that's us teaching them the tools and letting them use it. If my child is worrying, and I know that they can tie their shoelaces, but they're constantly coming to me to tie their shoelaces, they may never learn this skill. And you'd say it's just shoelaces, Georgia, what does it really matter? But it's their own feeling of competency and resiliency. And you need to give that to children so that they feel good. In the end, anxiety is them not feeling safe. You want them to feel safe even when you're not there. Because if not, what happens when you have to go away or you become sick? You end up with a child that feels broken without you. And you don't want to be, you don't want to be, have you be the person that makes them feel whole. They have to be able to be whole on their own. And that's even in a relationship. And it seems great that, that the, what you said before, you complete me and I'm not whole without this person. But that's unhealthy. We want to make each other better. That sounds great, right? They make me a better person. That sounds lovely. Mm. But not, I'm not whole without them. We want, we need to fill our own wound. So true. So well said. So important. So important. And it's so in sync with what I was, you know, trying to get across about the dangers of enmeshment. And now we're talking about children. And, you know, I, I, I haven't spoken to you in a couple of days, but like, I, you know, here in Montreal, like, we're literally swamped right now with yeah. anxiety cases. And although, you know, that's good for business, it kind of makes me sad because right. I'm seeing like younger and younger and younger. Like it's such a big problem. And I love the way you say that, you know, it's almost like the parents are loving too much. Yeah. And I think it's also, there's also a bit of a backlash for parents who don't do that, that they're not loving enough. Oh, that's a very good point. Yes, yeah. that's true. You know, now, why you're, you're, do you think that you, we see younger and younger kids I think that I, my personal opinion has always been that I think that generationally we always try to do opposite of the previous generation. And I think many of us grew up with authoritarian parents. And so now we sort of feel like, okay, we don't want to do that. Yeah. So we, you know, either we do less a fair parenting, anything goes, which also produces a lot of anxiety or That's we do something called true. 
helicoptering parenting where we're, you know, circling around the child and trying to anticipate their every need. Now, why would that be bad? Because I'm assuming from you saying the helicoptering is bad, why would be us making sure that they never hurt and they never feel bad and they never get damaged? Why would that not be a bad thing? Isn't that a good parenting thing? Right. Well, you know, it's it sounds good, right? Because I love my child and I don't want my children to ever be hurt. But the problem is that, as I talked about before you got here, is the concept of resiliency, is that life will hurt your children. Life does hurt. Let's, let's have like a line about life. Life does hurt hurt. And so your children need to have the skills to be able to deal with difficult situations. I don't know about your life. You know, we've been friends a long time and maybe that's a little personal thing I'll put in here is that, you know, there's been a lot of twists and turns in your life. There's been a lot of twists and turns in my life. This year in particular, we both had a lot of twists and turns. I think that if I don't have the skill set to deal with difficult situations, if someone always, a parent had always rescued me, what would happen if I didn't have a parent now to rescue me? That'd be very anxiety provoking. So the antidote to anxiety is really resiliency when you think about it. It's a coping skill, right? Yeah. But what do I do? So say that I'm a parent. I've been, I, I, I can look back and say, oh, no, maybe I've been that helicopter parent and being too much. And I'm, you know, constantly there to pick them up before they fall and if they forget something I'm always there to do it I'm carrying their school bag and when you know someone believes them I'm the one that intervenes in there now what do I do I just leave them and let them throw them out to the wolves and then let them just fend through themselves just playing devil's advocate so what do I do with this well I think that's the extreme that I talked about generationally I think we have to be careful about that because we do see parents like and and that's where I was talking about husbands and wives who mesh and don't Mm. watch their kids at all Mm -hmm. and I think that's also very dangerous I personally like to think of it as a parenting hat so my job is to uh, you know like think about a hot stove you tell your child don't touch the hot stove it's a good thing to teach your child not to touch a hot stove you may have teach it a few times and if your child wants to keep going and this is going to be really controversial so get ready for it but at a certain point as my helicopter parenting has to go to you know what she'll learn it's it's a funny that you say that story because I actually have that story <laughs> I actually have that story really my uh, yeah so my my little one, when he was uh, four, or, or maybe he was five, but I think he was around four years old, he wanted to use the toaster oven. And and I said, like, yeah, he can use the toaster oven. And so it opens up and you put the toast in and then you can pull the toast out. And my husband said, yeah, but he could get burnt on the toaster oven. And I said, well, he'll get burnt once and he'll learn to, to not touch. Like we, tell, we told, I did tell him beforehand. I of wasn't course. just throwing him out to the wolves and letting him figure out, you know, don't do that. But I, you know, we showed him how. And then after he, he, you know, I, and I'm not sure if he's ever actually gotten burnt to it. I'm not sure. But I said, he'll learn. He'll learn by doing it. Some things have their own consequence. If you, you don't know that something's hot because you've never tried, like probably all of us have touched something that was hot when we shouldn't have done that right when my dad said don't that's why right. I did it a right. little oppositional oppositional a little oppositional so yeah. I touched it yeah. my thumb blew up and I couldn't suck my thumb anymore because it was too big it was a sad day oh yeah it was, really sad, it was a sad day it really <laughs> <laughs> really learned my lesson from it but yeah. I learned my lesson next yeah. time someone said don't touch that I did think twice well, I think you just said the key word is learning yes oh I like that yes we please. learn mm. through behavioral approximations now do we learn though mostly from more from mistakes or more from successes mistakes so the way to get out of helicopter parenting is to let your kids make mistakes. But it's so hard, Sandra. It's, it's so also, hard. It's hard also because if you're honest, 
you have some anxiety about your kid making oh, a mistake. Oh, say that again. You have some anxiety about your kid making a mistake. It and hurts I you. get you're, that. You're I helicopter that. parenting. So you're saying you're, a lot of people helicopter parents not even for, for the themselves. Oh, you're yeah. not really doing this for the child. You just no. don't want to deal with the anxiety or guilt or fear that you feel. I watch parents at birthday parties. I go to a lot of birthday parties, you know, and there's a lot of like panic. You know, it's it's panic in the room that somebody's going to get hurt. And I really seem like almost a negligent parent, and I'm not. But I also, being in the field of anxiety, yes. I know that overcompensating and trying to intervene against my child getting hurt, first of all, does not guarantee your child will not get hurt. Mm-hmm. But it almost guarantees that your child will become hypervigilant. What's hypervigilance, Georgia? Oh, what does that my mean? goodness. Anxiety. Yeah. It's anxiety. It's you being too aware and I see more children at a very young age that are like little moms they cannot let a sibling go anywhere they're listening to that or they're parenting their parents did you lock that what about this here and you're not think about not being able to ever be carefree which is what childhood is supposed to be supposed to be but it's becoming less and less that and it might be schoolwork we spend so much time trying to give them the perfect childhood of they have to do two instruments and three sports and giving here and then they have to do their language skills and they have to do that, that they don't get time to be bored or play or just do nothing. I have a question for you. Mm. Mm. You know, what do you do when it's family? You know, I have amazing in-laws. Like, I have a wonderful, loving family uh, around me, and I'm very grateful for that. And they see my kids at the holidays and in really good caring ways that I hear them say about every two sentences, be careful, be careful, be careful. And, you know, I don't want my kids to be that careful, but they're really just trying to be very careful. Yes. <laughs> yes. What do you do? Funny. I'm not alone in this. I'm no, sure. No, no, no. My, it's funny because my parents um, would always say, you know, be careful, watch them. And I'm like, you guys let me just bike out and I'd come <laughs> home after dark. Like I was like going places I should not be going. You guys didn't care. And now you're like, don't let them outside of your sight. I'm like, this seems a little bit like, did you just not care about me? Maybe I'm like, maybe you were hoping I get lost. Um, and it's kind of interesting. I don't usually correct that type of behavior. I don't know if you do. I just like, I tell my kids after don't even overstress it or when my father-in-law is loud or being like the way that he compliments is, is by insulting people. And so I talk to them about it. So they understand that this is just what Nono does. And when okay. I say, Hey, stupid, come over here. He like, don't use that. But he, that's the way that he shows love because in Italian homes, and you know, they, they didn't, they weren't able to show affection that way. So they say, you know, Hey, why are you so like all those types of things. And he speaks loudly, but he just means it in affection. So I try to let them understand where it comes from, but I don't usually direct to but the I person. But I think it's important that you explain to the child, because I don't have any frustration or hostility towards my in-laws about it. I think yeah. they're just naturally very careful people. Yeah. But I don't want my kids to be like, be careful. Like you said, I change. want kids to be carefree. But I would change it how much I they saw them. So my, my for my father-in-law, it's going to be once in a while. It's for a certain period of time. If my parent was like watching over my child and they were doing that a lot, it might be a different conversation where I'd say it's worthwhile now because they're going to be parenting your so child. So what do you say to people in your office when they're saying, be careful, be careful with their kids? How, what do you tell them they should be saying? I make a mistake, I, especially if they're Go type A. Make a mistake. Fail. Yeah. Do something wrong. So sit and back. Learn. Sit and back. Let Before them we go commercial, yeah. How does an anxious parent learn to sit back? Oh, that's hard because you have to give up control, right? And yeah. what do you always say? 
About control? It's an illusion. Yes. Oh, God. I got a little scared there. <laughs> Am I going to get the right answer? <laughs> oh, but control, control yeah. is an illusion. Yes, it's an, it is. So you want to give it up and let them Meaning experience. that you could be so careful and your kid could still, something terrible, God they forbid, could happen. They still could. And you want them to, again, anxiety sucks away happiness. So at least let them enjoy and they'll learn from it because we've found that being hypervigilant and careful does not actually lead to less accidents or no. less danger. Probably leads to more. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. So I we're like going to take a break, but we're coming back with the doozy, collusion. Mm. It's a hard one. Mm. So we're, we're going to take a break and think about how we're going to explain this because collusion is very subtle, but yet very problematic. It messes mm-hmm. up families. We'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Rich. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. I'm having a great time here with Georgia Dow, uh, talking about topics that are very important to my heart. And very, you know, it might be 
overly ambitious to tackle these topics on a radio show. But on the other hand, I feel like if people, if we get the information out, it allows, the more we know, the more it allows us to make better choices. And so we're entering into the the home run here, collusion. Georgia, what on earth does collusion mean and why is it such a dirty word? It's a it's a tough one. Like it's the, a tough one. The tough one because like collusion is is less easy to spot and less to, it's harder to notice that you're doing it you may not even know that you're doing it to it so um what would you say sandra is like the difference between collusion and enmeshment because they sometimes also go together right like it's not this is not easy and that's probably why the show is about both of these because often it happens in families all the time someone's trying to lose weight someone's becoming part of something yeah. else and you're just you're now part of something, you're colluding with someone else to do something that you shouldn't, like hiding a secret or, you know. What's wrong with hiding a secret? Well, it could be that someone's doing something, and again, sometimes you, you don't have to always be honest with your children, but maybe something bad is happening, and now the daughter and the mom are hiding a secret from the father that she stole from the father, and they're making up lies to be able to deal with it, and causes, one is it causes this triangulated relationship that is unhealthy for the relationship and also now it's destroying trust and now do I trust you you're colluding with me but now do I trust you that you wouldn't do that with someone else to me and it's it's a very interesting thing but you give me your thought of the differences between it and how do you spot collusion yeah well I think collusion why it's an ambitious topic to tackle is it's very very unconscious Yes. It's not on a conscious level. Yes. So you brought up losing weight. So yes. you could tell your daughter you need to lose weight and then you could serve a big piece of cake. Yeah. And that's a collusion. Yes. Okay. It's also could be an enmeshment. So there's, it's like um, an unspoken deal between two people. Yes. Yes. And it really, really can cause a lot of problems. So enmeshment, again, we've got the fusion of people. But with that fusion of people, there could be an unspoken deal. Yeah. Okay. Like maybe you're trying to sabotage. Or maybe you're trying to, or collusion. We'll stay very close, me and you. And, and then push, I don't have to look at my marriage. And push someone else out. So a great example of this, and I think very provocative for the radio, is your child sleeping in your bed. Mm-hmm. Which could be a sign of enmeshment or collusion. Yes. Or both. Yeah. And it sounds, I think listeners are probably going, where are they going with this? My kid sleeps in my bed. What's the problem? What's the problem? Well, because, well, one is sleeping is a really important technique for your child to learn. And why are you having them sleep inside of your bed? Is this because it's easier for you? So you're doing this for selfish reasons, which will teach them. They won't learn to self-soothe and be able to go to sleep. Huge issue that I have. And one of probably my fourth top anxiety that I deal with is sleep issues. Usually it's because, and they may, I have people that stay inside of their parents that can't sleep alone when they're in their 20s. This may not go away. People are like, oh, it might go away. It might be because you don't want to see them anxious. It might be because you don't want to hear them cry or you don't want to lose your own sleep to it. It's not something that you're doing for the benefit of your child. You're usually doing it because it feels good for you or it's easier. You don't want to go through the trouble of having them learn. To and, the the unco- and the unconscious part that can be very tricky is children are really intuitively and unconsciously very perceptive. So if you put a child between you and your partner in the bed. Oh, yes. Oh, great, here we go. Oh, that's yeah. a, that's an even bigger one. This you, is collusion. you brought the big one. Go for I'm it. I'm going for the big one. So... My kid doesn't have, my kid can't sleep. My kid comes in the bed. I have a problematic marriage. I become obsessed with the kid. I tell my partner, I, I'm sorry, I can't, like, she can't sleep. 
kid unconsciously can pick that up. That's the collusion right there for those of you following is the child knows not to get better. By not getting better, the marriage will stay intact. And I can think of a few cases right now where this is relevant that we're working with, where a child is exhibiting enormous anxiety or depression Mm -hmm. symptoms, perhaps in an unconscious way to take the pressure off the parental marriage and save the family. Yes, yes. I I have um, another thought of of the collusion that we've had often also come up is um, maybe someone is drinking or trying to stop smoking and when we ask them, well, how are they getting this liquor or how are they getting this alcohol? They say, well, I'm buying it for them. Ooh, I'm buying it for them? Oh, yes, yes. Or there was someone that's overweight, they can't drive, they don't leave the house. And the, the how do they get all of this food that they're eating? The partner is purchasing it for them, even though they might be obesely overweight. So what's going on there? Well, usually it's because of someone cannot deal with the distress well but they but they want it they need this and so it's it's not as you said it's unconscious it's not coming from a place of harm it's just that either you feel guilty or you're not good with setting boundaries ah. or so i you know boundaries what's the antidote we're at that point what are the antidote to these things when you said boundaries it felt like a ding 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 to me mm-hmm. not being good at setting boundaries yes say a bit more on that well, boundaries are how we, we feel safe. In the end, if you have rules that are enforced, we have houses where the parents want to be so nice and kind to the children that the children can beat each other up and no one does anything. It seems like they're doing it to be nice. Oh, I, we're just going to love them out of it. But we actually need rules and regulations. You're right when you said that the pendulum has shifted too far where it used to be that it, there was a lot of aggressivity in homes. And that was the right way, right? So spare the, the rod and spoil the child, right? right like right, that right. was the right way to raise a child. And now we know that that's wrong, but that doesn't mean the opposite way that you now go that anything is okay and you allow violence in your home. That's also not good. And then the children feel unsafe, that they're not protected, and they become very worried. And I end up with a lot of anxious children that come from homes that there are no rules. Okay, so look, we're just about out of time, which is unfortunate. It's a big topic. I'm listening to the show. I'm hearing about enmeshment. I'm hearing no good. I'm hearing caretaking, no good. I'm hearing collusion triangles, no good. How do I make sure that I go back to my life? What can I do to make sure that I'm not falling into these traps? I'm giving you the final That's word it, on this. In, 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 in a couple minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, the first thing that you need to do is be really honest with what's working and what's not working and what is your part that you are playing in that. I think that we, it is hard to see that we, and no one, no one tries to, to do harm to our children or to our family or to our marriage or to our friendships. We try not to do that. But I think that we often lie to ourselves and, but I have to because, and instead to be more responsible with the, you know what, I might be making a mistake. And we all make mistakes. You make mistakes. I make mistakes. And we do this for a living. So don't feel bad if you're not doing the right thing because I don't always do the right thing. And I'm like, I guess I'm, you know, I teach this. So I probably should never do the right, wrong thing, truly. And I do. And so that's okay. So people, you can be write, honest. people can write to us if they have questions. They can write to Info us. Info at helpforanxietydepression.com yes. with questions. Yes. No problem. Okay. And, and really look into that. We also have video series if you want to take oh. a look. We deal with boundaries and consequences. That's the key, isn't it? Yes. Okay. So where do they get those videos? They get them online. It's anxiety-videos.com. 
you know, we haven't talked about them nearly enough lately. And actually, those videos can be enormous. I don't think about them often. And this is not a sales tactic. This is true, is that you need to learn good boundaries and consequences. We also have a beautiful parenting video That's also. True. We have a parenting video, yeah. And like, I don't I don't know about you, but I didn't get a guidebook on how to be a parent. You don't. And, and it's hard. It's, sometimes you have to learn it really through psychoeducation. So, um, Georgia, thank you so much for coming by to talk about this. It is thank always you. like the time just flies when you get here. Until you get here, that's a different story, but it was wonderful to have you. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich and invite you all to come back. And uh, you can hear this in any prior show as a podcast on my website, straighttalksandareesh.com, on the podcast app of your iPhone and on iTunes under Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. As I said, you can drop me or Georgia a comment or question at info at helpforanxietydepression.com. You can also call us at 514-777-4530. My name is Sandra Reich, and I promise I'll help you learn to live your best life again next Thursday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, this is Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Keep your eyes on the stars. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life. <laughs>